0: What's good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Thoughts Pending Podcast. It's your host, Shia Solo. Uh, this week, I'm joined by a special guest. You going to go ahead and announce yourself?
1: Woo-woo. It's Mini Skirt Hey, y'all. <laughs> Appreciate
0: you for joining, man. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. Can't complain, you know. Life is good. Uh, so, I guess to get right into things a little bit, this is like my, uh, I'm starting a segment called Pen and Thought of the Week, where basically I come up with something at the top of my head and just like, ask my guests to see what they think about it. Mm-hmm. So my question is, do you think people as a collective have lost empathy? And I asked this question because like, you know, the internet and just people in general, since like people just kind of like don't really care about too much other than themselves or other people's well-being well than their own. So I was wondering, do you think that people have lost empathy or lack empathy? Yes, I do. Well,
1: because we're, we're desensitized to a lot of shit. Mm. So, when you're desensitized, you become numb. It may even be unconscious, but you forget that we're all human, that we're all dealing with something because you have kind of like turned that switch off. Yeah. Empathy can only come from a person who experiences empathy for others, only comes from emotional, like the emotional aspect of caring or feeling. Right. If you don't feel anything, how can you have empathy
0: for me? That's real. You're right, because I think about that sometimes too, like, I would say the internet's giving me tough skin, but I ain't going to lie, sometimes I see some situation, I'm like, so I don't really care, yeah. like, like, even though this could be something that's real fucked up, like, last week, I was joking with my friends a little bit about, like, the whole situation going on in Iran, and of course, some people, after a while, start feeling like, you know, like, this is messed up, because, you know, some people want to get killed behind this. and then the third, but it's like, ain't nothing we can really do about it, so why worry about it, but at the same time, like, lies is at stake. So you know, I see both sides of the spectrum. For I that, think but. that
1: black people have always found found a way to make comedy or make light of a situation because that's what we're taught. We're we're always in painful situations. We come from pain, even yeah. coming to this country. So yeah. it's like a way to find light. I just think that with social media, people just take shit too far.
0: Yeah, we, they do sometimes. Because I feel like there's a, I guess people say there's no jump jokes, like no jokes, no uh, limit with comedy. But I feel like sometimes some things can be too soon. So,
1: yeah, people I mean, just take it too far.
0: Yeah, so I guess to piggyback off of that, um, saying people don't have feelings and things of that nature. Do you like? Are, people always say that egos have like a negative connotation to it, but do you think it's some positives to having an ego as well? For sure. How so?
1: Um, ego is just like balance, just like with confidence. Um, it's a certain level of ego that's going to. Um, push you to jump over the edge or push you to take a risk because you have to think this much of yourself. Right. You may show up in a room where you feel less qualified, but your confidence and your aura and your presence, people will not want to be like, oh, who is that? You know, they're going to want to know you. So you need to have a level of ego to mm-hmm. to kind of like sow personal um, confidence into yourself. Mm-hmm. But the negative side is people put the ego before the talent.
0: Hi. They put
1: the ego before the work. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now you showing up a little egotistical and it shows, but the caliber of your work is not even there to the point where you can do that.
0: Right. That makes sense. Cause like, I think it was, uh, Barbara Cochran, the woman from Shark Tank said that one time that, um, a lot of people, well, she was speaking from women's perspective. So she's just saying like a lot of women miss out on deals and stuff like that, or through uh, side negotiations because they don't really like Say anything or put any effort towards it Outside of just saying like, you know, I'm qualified But what makes you qualified outside of having like The past work, or whatever the case may be So I think, like you said, having an ego to a degree Kind of makes you demand more from yourself And demand more from people you're, I guess In business with, you know So I see what you're saying with that
1: Like you need a certain level of ego, you do Yeah But too much too soon is just like Buzz kill
0: Yeah, you gotta be or able to like, back
1: like people in this area when, um I'm not going to name the person, but they had a situation where it was like, they only coming out for five racks. Yeah, okay. You only coming out for five racks and only got two songs. Yeah, that's... I mean, and you was what? locked up for a long time. Yeah. It's just like, relax. Yeah, you got to do then, And then when you overcharge people and you show up and now they've discovered that you're not worth the money, mm-hmm. now they're going to bad mouth you to everybody. Yeah. So...
0: That messes up your money in the long run. Because it's like, nobody going to take you serious. They know you ain't about it. So... That's real. Like, I think sometimes people got to learn how to have some discernment with their ego and like what they're really capable of, you know? I mean, granted, everyone wants the best for themselves, as you should, but at the same time, you got to work your way up. Big you facts. know you're not going to get those $10,000 shows or however amount of money shows when you ain't got nothing to back it up, you know? Same thing with like, you know, with creators, but same thing with your content. I don't know exactly what your overall arch goal is. We'll talk about that in a minute. But like, you know, if you go, like, if you were to go to like, uh, Netflix or somebody, try to sell a show or whatever to them. Outside of, you know, I guess you don't really have too much of a portfolio, so to speak, yet to start demanding, like, oh, I want $10 million for a, for a miniseries. They're going to be like, yeah, but how? Why? Like,
1: I mean, he's Rae right black, awkward girls, and it's now insecure. So, yeah,
0: I mean, you're right. It, it takes time. I mean, but. And it
1: is still relationships. What do you mean? It's about who you know.
0: Oh yeah. That's going to get
1: you through the door. That's a fact. Because sometimes you don't always have to have a whole lot of followers. If you get your, you everybody going to get a million no's and you gonna get that one yes is going to change your life. Mm-hmm. That one yes don't necessarily come behind that you having all these followers. Like I know famous people now who follow people that I know because they think they're dope.
0: Right. I get what you're saying. So
1: you just need to really have a good idea. You need to have a a circle around you that's going to support you and push you. And then you just really simply need to believe in yourself.
0: Basically, your network fits your network. facts. So to talk a little bit about, damn, uh, Sprinkle Entertainment, which is, your brand and everything. Can you give us a little synopsis of what that's all about?
1: It's my production company and the name came from uh, the sprinkles on the ice cream because all the sprinkles are a different color. And I look at that like life. Like Mm. life is just uh, different sprinkles of people, different sprinkles of experience. I mean, you got green, purple, yellow, all the colors of the rainbow. And so I feel like my production company, is all about storytelling and it's all about people connecting, collaborate. So... That's, like, kind of where the motivation... It just came from, like, people and life experiences being an inspiration, and that doesn't look like one thing. Like, right. it looks like an array of different things.
0: Oh, that's dope. Damn. So, uh, what helped you curate some of these shows that you came up with?
1: They all came from a different place. Okay. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people know about The Code now. The Code was actually Media Prince's idea, and it became my show. Like he literally put us together mm-hmm. in a room and the chemistry was, was great. And so we was like, all right, bet, yeah, we could do this. But and and executing, it kind of became mine. It kind of became the show. I was producing the show. I was, I was staying up all night for this shit. Nobody else was. Wow. So, I mean, today is, it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's, it's co- not a collective, but right. it's kind of like something that just became mine. Right, I get it. Um, Dinner with Miniskirt was my first thing. I still think that's something that I want to run with, with like just a bigger production. Like, I think my vision for that, which, you know, because sometimes people, they will try to tell you certain things because they that's how they want you to show up. Right. That's how they envision you. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I have a certain vision for how I want things to be. So it's kind of like that just needs a bigger production for, right. for what I want it to be. I feel you. Um, and then... Now, I just uh, executive produce and I, I do act. I actually, oh. acting was the first thing I actually did. I lived in New York for six years. I've done all off Broadway. I've been an extra on shows on Fox. Um, I sang in Dream So, originally, like Broadway and acting in off Broadway and shit like that was originally what I was doing.
0: Really? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: No one does. <laughs> oh, so I guess uh, that's what drew you to go to St. John's? Yes. Okay. I did. Hmm. Makes sense. So with you doing all these different endeavors and things of that nature, I was wondering, do you have any pushback from like your friends or family or supporters, i say?
1: No, I stopped telling people stuff.
0: Really? Why'd you start doing that?
1: Because people are not going to share the same enthusiasm as you. People are not going to... Um, no, i just feel like talk less do more like when you start to really believe in yourself you 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 stop feeling like you need validation from other people the worst thing for me is a creative mm-hmm. if i feel like i want to come to you and sell you an idea and you don't share the same level of enthusiasm back that's a huge buzzkill for me it kills my spirit so i stop Devotion, information to people.
0: Right. You know what? I started experiencing that too recently myself, though, because it's just Worst like first feeling ever. It is. Cause you
1: be excited as shit and be like, "Oh my god, I have this great fucking idea! <laughs> yeah, this shit is gonna be lit!" And or somebody like, "Yeah."
0: Oh, I bet. And I'm like, uh, damn, bro, you can't give me no constructive. Don't criticism sell
1: that person shit ever again.
0: Nah, I'm with you on that one. It's just like, and
1: that goes that goes down to like family too. Yeah. Family could be a huge buzzkill. Yeah. huge buzzkill. i think that's why a lot of people who got who have gotten on they always tell stories like my mom didn't even know i rapped or my dad didn't even my father wanted me to go to school and be a doctor right like all these different things where it's like your parents are kind of like the last people to know because it's like well if i would have came to you and told you this, is what i wanted to do you would have been like go pick up a book
0: exactly you know i guess when you're like the first side of your Family structure, whatever the case may be, to start trying to do other stuff and quote-unquote <laughs> be a trailblazer. It's always going to be some pushback with it, so... I guess I understand it, but at the same time, it's a certain way you can support people. Like me, thankfully, my dad, like, by the I wanna do anything, my parents always raised with the idea, like, you can do whatever you want or be whatever you wanna be as long as you put your best foot forward with it. Now, as far as my friends and my peers, some of them, it's some kick pushback with them because it's like, nigga, what you doing this shit for? Why are you podcasting or why are you out participating in this? And that's like,
1: Facts. I'm a
0: people person. I can't help. Her. I can't sit to myself all the time. That's boring. I mean, you, you need know?
1: inspiration.
0: Exactly. You're creative. You always, it could be the simplest thing that can make, that can inspire you to do some shit, you know? Know? Mm-hmm. So so I, I, I think you also got to have, a, I guess, a personality to be a creative, too. You really can't be a recluse. You could try to be. I guess it depends on the art. I should put it that way.
1: Or, I mean, I guess we could use Summer Walker as an example because she seems mm. like an introverted person. Mm-hmm. But... Um, You have to be willing to put yourself out there for public opinion. I don't necessarily believe that you have to be a people person because like you can make music and... Um, you could just put your music out and just let people think what they want, but again, to the right person's hands, they like, oh my God, this is dope. So now it's like, you didn't really make your claim to fame, especially today in the SoundCloud era. You yeah. didn't really make your claim to fame from like getting out there and performing for people. Right. Because back in the day, it was like people knew about you from CDs being passed around and performances mm-hmm. and, um, you know, ciphers and everything like that. But today we don't really live in that landscape. Yeah, we don't. So you can... Um, you can kind of make you can kind of be who you want to be, but I feel like you just have to be willing to be vulnerable for whatever it is that you love. But that looks like something different for everybody.
0: That's a good point too, because like I know there's a lot of artists that they start talking about stream such and such as album. A lot of people are tweeting that. Like I saw freaking boozy was tweeting about uh, stream, was it Ariana Grande? Boozy? I swear everything I love I'm
1: not on social media right now I'm going a
0: little fast I got you But I think it was Boozy Was talking about uh, I gotta find that damn tweet Because everybody's been tweeting about, about uh, This one youngin's song to stream But another example would be Justin Bieber Roddy Rich was talking about Stream but Justin Bieber's songs To get it number one I'm To like, be funny what? It was to be funny? That was, yeah because okay, break that down Because they said confused. They
1: said Justin Bieber was mad that Allegedly that he was mad That Roddy Rich, uh a song was number one and his wasn't, or album was number one and his wasn't. So he was being funny.
0: Oh, so everybody's trolling that? Cause there, yeah, yeah, he was trolling. Cause them Blue for just sure. said, "Yeah, Strange Selena Gomez new album." I was like, "Huh? Why? What the fuck?" Like, no, that was for sure to be funny, friend. Okay, I'm learn. I'm learning. Listen, sometimes I'll be out, I'll be lost in the sauce, but I get it. But not nah, like my whole thing is, of course. Like, I feel like a lot of artists today, from the outside looking in, it, it seems like. They really, I mean, you, you got to rely on your fans to some degree, but like begging for strings is kind of like ass backwards to me. If you could put out a good product, man, it'll speak no, for itself. No, the streams going
1: to come for real.
0: Yeah, that's what for I'm sure. saying. Like, I don't know. I'm just not with the whole pity party thing. At least that's what it looks like to me. It doesn't, it doesn't come off as authentic to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not really feeling it too much. Mm-hmm. But it's on, his own. Maybe I'm being a... Uh, I uh, mean,
1: I think that that's the only thing that a lot of people realize that they have. So it's like... That's what they're gonna push.
0: That's true, yeah, it's a valid point, so uh, what else I want to ask you about oh, um, so how has it been like collaborating with different brands or creators with these projects that you've been doing? Has it been any any like time management issues? Things of that nature or some personality clashes without saying too much. No, not
1: no personality clashes. It's definitely been more like a time and organization thing. And I'm definitely starting to get more busy now. Mm -hmm. So I've had to like start saying no to certain things that people want me to be a part of. Because the stuff that I'm executing now is stuff that was already being worked on before I got to this point. I see. So it's like I'm I'm in a definitely a, a
0: super super duper focused season. I understand. I remember, it was like, what was it what week that was? Maybe a few weeks ago, we was in the studio together, and he was recording something with most known unknown.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm working on a um compilation series right now called hundred projects, where um. It's the just the empowered table pushing the narrative to put your ten thousand hours towards your goals and your dreams. Mm-hmm. We don't speak to each other across uh, as much as we should. We wait until the success the success story has already been made, and then we want to give these gems back. And I feel like we can do a lot of inspiring and ministering to each other on this level. Um, I want to put a different narrative out there for the youth, especially in a culture driven by drugs and money. Yeah. Um. I want to just show my peers, you know, out here being vulnerable to tell their story and doing the work. Uh, So the goal is to start a community on Instagram. Everyone that's a part of the project. Every time you do something in line with your dreams, your goals, even if I'm sitting behind a booth I'm editing, that's a part of your 10,000 hours. Every time you're doing something actively towards your goals, I want you to hashtag 100 projects and I want to see it grow. I want to see it grow into um into this community so people can kind of see a different narrative
0: yeah. of what's going on out here oh that's real i need to start doing that thing
1: yeah well i'm i'm going to drop um by the end of this month okay um and i'm 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 going through the editing process i'm wrapping some stuff up so it's going to be like two to three minute compilations of different people you know telling their stories where they are in their process and how they want to evolve
0: and we just gonna go from there Oh, that's dope. This isn't really off the, it's like not off the record question, but like, how do you happen to like, ask like questions, but during your, like your interviewing process without having to read off cue cards or anything?
1: Because I know my subjects very well. Oh, okay. Um, And I do have notes in my
0: phone. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I have notes in my phone. I take notes of the interviews for sure. But what I'm asking everybody uh, the scope of the same questions. I see. So once I've already asked plenty of times and I know what direction I'm going in, I mean, it's pretty much just second nature.
0: Damn, okay. And I'm
1: not in front of the camera. So it's like I could look on my phone.
0: Right. I get you. Yeah. I'm taking notes from you because I'm trying to learn that.
1: Yeah, if you're not on camera, like you're producing something and it's like, especially documentaries or anytime you're interviewing people, I mean, know your subject and what you, your purpose and write that down. Mm-hmm. And I do like, I have like the whole synopsis written down 400 projects, but um, yeah, I just kind of move off that. I mean, I know what I'm doing though. I've been doing this for a while I because- even though people are just now starting to see all the things that I've done, I worked at CBS Sports as a freelancer doing, taking play-by-plays for sports. So oh, wow. I, in, the, in the last 10 years, yeah, I could really look back and reflect like I've done a lot of stuff where things are now st- st- starting to take shape, but it's from years of preparation and years of, of things that I've already done.
0: Damn, wow, I had no idea. You got a pretty extensive uh, resume then, low-key. Low-key, <laughs> soon to be high-key. It is. Hey, one thing at a time, young. But uh, moving towards some. Oh no no no! It's ain't, I'm not gonna do the current fan yet. Uh, what's your take on spoiling shows that will quote unquote spoiling shows when the entire season already like is up on the internet? So I've been getting a lot of pushback or complaints from people talking about power, and it's like it comes on are at you, midnight. Are you the spoiler? All right, one of my group chats. Sometimes I guess I can be the spoiler, but it's are like you excited. Slim. I'm not excited, but I just might say like, I mean, it cast of the bag now, like the show is pretty much about done. So I feel like the writing isn't that great anymore. So sometimes Somebody I'm like, told me
1: that they liked how each episode now is taking the time to follow one character. Yeah. Somebody told me that they really like that.
0: I mean, it's cool, but okay, I'll put it this way. The concept is great, but the way it's written and I feel like sometimes the way like the characters are. I think it's it, because
1: I think that uh-huh. you only feel this way because we know power's about the end.
0: No, I've been thinking this since season three. Because mm-hmm. at the wall starts turning. Well, why'd to Why'd like you a- keep watching it if you felt that way Listen, since have you spent two years of doing something at the wall, I was like, you know what? Let me sit this out to the end. That's how it is for me. I mean, I'm not gonna stop at this point now. True. But I got six years of my life, yeah, six years of my life. True. And we only got four episodes left. So, well, while this is recording. But yeah. So I don't see why not. But I mean, that's not the not knock on power. Like, I mean, it's not it's a lot of shows that shows out here that just seem like they're just throwing stuff together. Like, I feel like now we're getting to a point with content, it's like. Seasons are starting to get shorter or the show's starting to get shorter because it's like you have these followers and fans for like five, 10 seasons or whatever the case may be and the shows just don't really close out that well. For example, The Office, great show. Towards the end, writing wasn't that good. Entourage, another amazing show to me. Towards the end, writing wasn't that great. So I think we're going to start seeing like a lot of shows start having like shorter series. For example, you, you seen Watchmen on HBO? No. Damn. Well, anyways, I was... Without even spoiling anything, the creator of the show said, like, they're only gonna do it in one season. Like HBO gave them the green light to do a second season, but they're not gonna follow up with it. Right. And in a way, I'm a little blown about it, but at the same time, I kinda understand it. Like, they're gonna write but so much content. So big facts. But uh Yeah, so what's your take on like I guess quote unquote spoiling shows that you can stream it and watch at your leisure?
1: Uh give people like a week. A whole week? Yeah, a week because, um, I mean, okay, maybe a week is too long. If something premieres on a Sunday, I would at least say two days because, like, especially doing it at 12 midnight when you know everybody not going to watch it until, like, 8 p.m. the next day, I'm like... Yeah, a grace period Like two days yeah. Like I, I think once you start to see uh, It's trending on Twitter yeah. I think at that point You can talk about it Okay Like allow <laughs> the trend To fucking pick up my nigga Like oh, don't just jump off the
0: porch I, I get what you're saying But for me it's just like Cause I don't watch it at midnight I watch. I don't wake up the next morning Sunday morning Make some breakfast 10am, whatever Watch the show Rap about it But I don't deliberately try to spoil this show, but sometimes I see something I like might hashtag like like, uh, not hashtag, but say like, uh, spoilers without context, something mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, but one of my homeboys is like, man, all niggas ruining the show for niggas get a chance to watch it. I'm like, bro, you have the same 24 hours as we do.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. At least get people the 24 hours.
0: <sighs> I guess. That's valid. Well, going forward, I'm going to try to not ruin shows, except for the group chat. Fuck that nigga. Anyways, um... So what's your take on movie movie reboots and TV show reboots? Example. Example is like, I heard New York on the Covers having a reboot. Mm -hmm. Um, What's another reboot that came out recently? Charlie's Angels. They rebooted that for like the third time. Uh, What's another show or movie that's been rebooted I think
1: that uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Hmm. It's certain things that are classics and that should just not be touched. Even them doing Doctor Doolittle again. There we it's go. Like, I'm glad how said many that. goddamn Doctor Doolittles <laughs> do we fucking need? Right. And who, like, if I'm a producer and in this industry, and somebody comes to me and they're like, "Yeah, we want to do Doctor Doolittle again," huh? Out of all of these budget dollars that we have to create films and shit, y'all want to put the money towards a story we've been that we've seen been told seven times?
0: Yeah.
1: Like. I get it every generation needs that Cinderella, needs that Lion King or whatever the case may be. But it's like not really like my kids is going to go back and they're going to know the original Lion King. And that shit's going to be well suited for them. They still yeah. still going to hit <laughs> the pieces still going to hit the same way it hit when I was a child. Same. So people need to stop feeling like everything fucking
0: needs um. It'll be rebooted. Cause it doesn't. Nah, I agree with you on that because I think the major is supposed to have like a reboot. Like they supposed to be doing like a whole nother trilogy. And I'm like, duh, I get, like you said, it's a new generation, but y'all, I feel like, like Hollywood's kind of like anti-creative. To a degree. I feel like a lot of And it's not
1: creative because they don't want to open up the diversity for real. They want to give us the pity votes every other year, but they don't want to truly diversify Hollywood. I think that's where it comes in for me because like I said, you want to spend production dollars on making the movies we've seen or stories we've seen been told, but you got um, these dope female writers and directors and even black men and women. Yep. Um, you know, Tyler Perry just got this 300000 acre lot for us to be able to create films and so the versatility and the art is out there because we create it every day but that's just not totally what Hollywood is giving its attention to and it's just very unfortunate
0: yeah I think well I'm hoping at some point this is like either crumbles Hollywood or Hollywood decides to I just think we should make our own Hollywood God I'm glad you said that because that's gonna give me my perfect segue to my next question Um, because you know the Oscar nomination just came out so my question was like, why do black? Well, yeah, I don't care. Black people hold the Oscars and other award shows to such high regard all the time, even though when it's not, when they don't get like the nominations out, we're good. But when they get the nominations out, people because complain we want to be year.
1: recognized in the same light as our white peers.
0: I get this. We want to be
1: seen in the same light because, at, like, look at sports. Sports mm-hmm. wouldn't be what it is without black people. No question. Essentially, our culture makes this world go round. Yep. Um and. With that being said, Hollywood really doesn't want to see us yet again dominate something else. Truly, truly, honestly.
0: You ain't got to tell me, I know. Um,
1: And when you're good at something, you want to be honored and respected in the same regard as your peers, no matter what race you are. Right, of course. So I think that... We take it seriously for that reason, but I don't think that it's something that we can't create for our own. I feel like it's just another system that we want to infiltrate and that we're not gonna stop until y'all
0: over- until y'all
1: treat us fairly.
0: I see. But you said earlier though, like we gotta create our own thing too. So No,
1: I think that we could like the same way with like the NFL, like Jay coming in. Again, like they're doing all these damage control type of um antics to just create a space for us and something that's This structure that's been here for all these many years
0: now that was
1: never really, really, really made to honor us.
0: That's a fact. Yeah, but like, like you said, I feel like at this point, man, we just got to start doing our own thing more. Like, we don't really need to try to do the whole inclusion thing with everybody all the time. I said one episode. I mean, I think that's
1: why sometimes Jay and certain artists boycott the Grammys.
0: Yeah, these already had got like the most. I think doesn't Jay have the most Grammys out of any other artists? Who Jay Z? If I'm I don't not mistaken, think so. well, uh, not any ar- rapper, not any artist. Let me uh, maybe rephrase rapper, that. Maybe. But yeah, I guess since he's been there and done it already, but I thought like we should start doing that from the jump because the first rapper to get a grain was Will Smith in the '80s, and they didn't even air it for him. You mean in the
1: nine, early
0: '90s, early it was late ni- uh, late '80s, early '90s. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like early '90s. You googled it, or you know I'll for see. a fact? Okay, but <laughs> but um, yeah, we should like you said, like we should definitely start like doing our own thing and stop. At least, this is my, from from my standpoint, I don't think we should really care too much about these award, these high regard award shows and start bigging up our own award shows like the NAACP Image Awards, the BET Awards, even though we got a long way to go with that. I don't mm. know, I feel like it kind of fell off since the beginning, but that's another conversation. Like, the uh, what was that one award show that had back in the day, but it just started getting too wild? Vibe Awards, that oh, was yeah. big back Source, in the day. Yeah. No, that's my fault, you're right, the Source Awards. Yeah. That was tough, but... You know, sometimes niggas gonna nig. But yeah, like I don't know, you know, I feel like we should really just start focusing on ourselves and like big ourselves up. It was in nineteen eighty
1: eight.
0: Ah, I'm good with it. Right. I'm alright. I be knowing. But um, yeah, we should start like basically just investing in ourselves and start bigging ourselves up more. Stop always well each other. Yeah, each other. And not really thinking or worrying about too much about being in the same regard as our peers. Like, we'll get there when we get there. That's how I feel. But you're more so in the field than I am, so you would have a better perspective, I think. But
1: I appreciate that. I mean, I I'm just very blessed to have done a lot of different things, and to have a lot of experiences where it's like I just know differently through yeah. my experience, not because I just devoutly know something. Right. I've I've seen it. Yeah. And we're we are better together than we are just
0: doing it on our own. I, that's true. Nah, I agree. It's just I don't. I think egos come into play, politics come into play with that stuff as well like mm-hmm. you know some doors don't open for certain artists for whatever reason or certain critics for whatever reason they gotta it's play so the game for everybody
1: look at eric bellinger he's i love him wildly known as a producer and somebody who does like um you know the reference tracks for people and yep. all these different things where he's behind he's been behind so many different movements where certain artists is, certain artists have popped before more than he has but i think that today he's probably a solid artist in a role that he plays or the integral role he plays you know because i mean i still consider him obviously a heavy hitter but that's Same. working from in the industry versus an outside perspective yeah so i kind of feel like people have to get comfortable with the roles that they have and just kind of making the most of wherever it is that they land where they are um that's true yeah, because I mean, as long as you in your space and you get to create, you get to touch people and you get to get paid for it and your family's good, I feel like that's all we all really all want.
0: Same. I guess some people get kind of a little greedy with it to a degree. I think some people just like, by any means necessarily, want chase, yeah, to chase hit records. That's
1: what I say. It takes a strong person to just be content in that.
0: Yeah, you're right. Not everybody has the mental fortitude mm-hmm. for all of that. So I see what you're saying. But I agree, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Ari is just like one of my favorite, like, R&B artists, as composers, whatever you want to call them. Sounds great. Uh, so sticking with a little bit of uh, entertainment, things of that nature, have you heard of this new app called Fox Black?
1: No. What's that?
0: Okay. So Fox Black is basically the streaming service uh, that has the Black viewer in mind, according to the Grio. So I'm just going to get like a quick brief synopsis. So it's a free streaming platform that currently airs Monday through Friday for the original programs. And they got shows for... With Keisha Cole one-on-one. I've never heard that show. On the Seven with Dr. Sean, Tammy Mack, late night show, Out Loud with Claudia Jordan. These
1: sound like uh what? syndicated, old syndicated
0: shows. They do to me. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that's what it's gonna be about. Cause in this article, it doesn't give too much information as far as like what this all gonna entail. But I was just wondering, like, I guess from what it sounds like so far, how do you, I guess, feel about the streaming
1: um app. since
0: it's supposed to be geared towards black folk like i don't
1: we think have we have really stuff need it. geared towards black people and up-to-date stuff like the shows that they listed is not stuff that people care about yeah so their app is going to perform
0: poorly hmm so you think this is kind of like how hollywood not hollywood well yeah hollywood kind of does like we try to give you guys something y'all don't really No, pay any i mind. feel like but
1: why are we creating the app about syndicated shows when good times comes on tv one
0: true yeah now nah, that's valid I don't know. I guess you got to talk to the cre- like them about that, but that's kind of valid, though. Same thing with Martin. Like, Martin
1: still comes on. Like, yeah. the best syndicated shows still come on TV, whether it's TV Land, whether it's um, the Aspire station. Yeah. We have, like, that stuff where it's, like, if you want to revert back to, not, not so much, I'm saying in a traditional sense, but just, like, great syndicated shows. A lot of the great syndicated shows are still airing on someone's television network, and that's that on that.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> um so another current event which I thought was kind of outlandish. Odell uh, Beckham has an arrest warrant. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you saw the video.
1: I did, I I heard about okay, it. Okay,
0: so you don't need to see it. But, anyways, like so basically, if you're, those that don't know, uh LSU won the national title or whatever. Shout people. out to my squad. Usher squad.
1: I always love LSU. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. If I had to re-go back to college and anybody who knows me knows I'm a football girl so the day I die. Really? Then if I glad. didn't go to St. John's, I definitely wanted to go to LSU.
0: Way down Louisiana? Is that Baton Rouge, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, uh, basically, uh, I guess... Some students were smoking in the smoking cigars. It's all public information, but they're smoking cigars in the building, and the officer I guess had an issue with that. Even though they just won a national title or whatever, so I guess to try to divert the officer from de- messing with the student, Odell Beckham was kind of like messing with the officer, so he tapped his button, he turned around, and my whole thing was like, okay, that happened. Then the officer tried to lie and say he felt disrespected and all this other shit. A couple of days later, and I'm like. Are you just doing this just to get money out of Odell or what? Cause
1: Yeah, I think my thing is the timing thing, too. Like, if you didn't say anything right then and there, you didn't try to do anything because it was Odell Beckham. But then later on, you realize that now you have a problem. Okay, that's a huge issue. Um, I do think that on the reprimand side, it's kind of like, if I let him get away with it, other people won't think they can do it, too. Uh... So I don't feel like him publicly... um. Trying to fraternize Or like You know Like yeah. make, you know, make light of a situation I don't think Tapping an officer's butt Was the best idea I mean Me We either. all know It wasn't malicious yeah. So I mean nothing's, nothing's really Gonna come of it I think we all know that But um Yeah he should've just He should've just Said something then. Yeah, I agree. Like if you was gonna be mad, like be mad in the moment, but like don't be mad three days later after the ass tap has came and gone and worn off, and I've gone to sleep. Exactly. Fuck my wife at this point. <laughs> I've gotten the mail. Uh, right. I've had my oatmeal for breakfast. Like what the fuck are we talking about?
0: Yeah, like I feel like he could just get slim Like a citation And call it a day
1: Not even a citation Just be about Have that same energy In the moment
0: Uh, If you really
1: felt Violated in the moment Then feel violated In the moment But like I said Don't let a whole Never lifetime pass by And now all of a sudden You feel some type of way That don't make no sense to me
0: Nah, I'm with you But
1: I'm just saying On both sides Like he was wrong Because Why are you Squeezing an officer's butt Or you're tapping his butt Yeah, you think it's funny But like I said You gotta make an example Out of somebody Because You don't want other students or whoever watching this to think that shit is okay. Especially in the area where people do shit for likes. So people go viral for likes. Like me hearing about a nigga fake rob his mother so he can go get likes on YouTube. Like what are we talking about? Young, that's crazy as shit. No, that really happened. This is news to me. Charlamagne made him donkey of the day. Well deserved. And because he um him and his friend staged a robbery his mom ran out the house and he like the kid called 911 and was like, Oh, my mom thinks, you know, it was a real robbery He was playing. And the operator's like, Well, why would you play a trick like that on your mom? Exactly. But that's the type of generation that we live in. So you can't make even little things like that okay. That exa- was the
0: point. Now, I agree. But well, I guess. Question with that Do you think sometimes Like giving people Donkey a day Or acknowledging Some of these dumb situations Kind of amplifies it No You don't think so Why not Because you gotta call it out You gotta call
1: it out I don't feel like Okay so This is kind of Probably a little bit off That's fine But fuck it Yeah When Um Denzel Washington played Frank Lucas And he had to go visit him in jail And to talk to him He basically was like I don't want you to feel like I'm glorifying you Because I'm not Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm telling this story Because I don't want people To think that It was okay to do Some of the things that you did Or live this way Or do whatever his reasoning was At the end of the day Obviously it still Became a popular film And a notable work of Denzel Washington And again art imitates life so we get it but there has to be like a clear cut uh balance between the two like yeah. just because i'm calling you out yeah you're going to get some type of publicity but i'm also calling you out for being a dumbass like why do you think that was okay
0: hmm.
1: i'm not sizing up you up and then i'm like oh my god this nigga just i'm like calling it out i see in order to call it out it's a, you're going to build awareness towards this thing regardless
0: yeah, the only reason why I asked that question is because, like, I remember uh, what's that old movie, The Zodiac? The guy that was going around, it's like back in the seventies that was going around murdering I'm people. I've never seen that. You haven't? Well, coming back when he was like in high school. Anyway, God bless you. But um, yeah, so the Zodiac. So basically, every time like he would commit a murder, there would be like front page of the newspaper, and he kept on doing it. And after a while, they started writing about it, and the murders stopped. They never saw these either, from my knowledge, they never saw that murders. But yeah, that's why I was asking that question, like. Cause it's kind of almost like The same thing to a degree You know Not as heinous as Murdering somebody But you know Like every time he did something They write about it Like okay I'm gonna keep getting fame Off of doing this shit I'm gonna keep doing it When they started like First with the front page And they started moving it yeah, back To Yeah but that's why I said it. The
1: commentary behind What you calling out matters hmm, I think yeah. it matters Like with the, with the context Matters but It's something that's happening Even like trolling people Like the whole Takashi 6ix9ine. Yeah. I didn't know who the nigga was until I seen the trolling and I wasn't a fan.
0: Me either. Yeah. It was corny to me all in all. I knew it was bullshit. And he got
1: called out. You tell another grown man to suck your dick and you, you're you barking up the wrong tree.
0: Yeah. You're right. And <laughs> get it's, you killed in some places. It's okay. Niggas get killed for less. Facts. So, nah. They I see the same. get
1: killed for less. 50 <laughs> facts.
0: Yeah. So, uh, Let's see. Oh, another thing kind of like, well, another current event kind of sticking towards sports. We're going back to sports, I should say. Uh, Athletes are being barred from taking a knee and throwing up the fist at the Olympics. Heard about that. That's kind of strange to me, but well, I wanted to get your take on it. Like, because to me, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of like,
1: I mean they're trying to set rules and stuff that's it's not going to happen because I feel like if I win if if I win number 1 at a race as a, a black woman and mm-hmm. I win this race I won. Everybody saw me win. Whatever mm-hmm. my record whatever my time was, I won. You you can never even if you took it back from me, you could never take this moment away. Right. Everyone that's watching real time is going to know what's going to happen. Now, if me as my human right, I decide to fucking take a knee and ban to a greater purpose outside of myself then that's my motherfucking prerogative exactly now you have to be willing to stand on a chopping block for this shit of course but i feel like um when it comes to protesting and stuff like that you really can't keep that kind of stuff out of uh out of anywhere is you know people want to band together they want to protest what they want to protest for and people are ultimately going to do what they want to do Ah, uh, I see If they really about their life Yeah If they
0: really about their life
1: But I don't think that necessarily Somebody setting these rules into play Is gonna, gonna really stop too much
0: I don't think so really. I think people are gonna do the complete Cause opposite Because people have always done it Yeah, it's always gonna be a rebel In some way I
1: mean, but even like You have the iconic uh, 1979 picture from the Olympics With the fist up Yeah It's, it's history
0: yeah, hey, that's true. I just feel like that's just going to cause a, a, a unnecessary, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I will say pandemonium. I can't think of the other word I'm thinking of right now. But, like, pandemonium behind this shit, because it's like, <clears throat> you can't really, like, saw people's, like, expressions. And it's not like they're just saying anything derogatory or doing anything Yeah, that's and that's you know? what I'm saying, yeah. Because, like, looking like that, well, for me, even though a lot of people aren't talking about it that much anymore, like, the whole situation with Hong Kong and China and the NBA, not really saying much of anything about it. Like what's happened over there is is really really fucked up. But I, it seems like anytime like I see some fans, sometimes I have some things like free Hong Kong or whatever the case may be in the NBA. Like cut their screen off or try to ignore this shit. But it's like they're trying to worry about their. I get it. It's a business behind this shit. But it's like, come on, man. You can't really be complicit with shit like that. Right. You know, like in the same time, you guys spread some awareness to it because at some point it's gonna come back and bite you. Because I know now, well, from what I was reading recently, like the NBA and China kind of having some issues with like I guess uh airing their stuff out there right but that's another conversation uh one of my last current events I want to wrap about a little bit was this uh uber thing going on so basically they're talking about having a walking buddy so this one young lady out in New York was uh getting an uber x whatever the case may be and they had came up with a walking buddy which was charging like seven dollars and fifty cent to walk to a location So, from what I was reading, apparently Uber was saying that it was a joke. I mean, I don't know who jokes like that, but whatever. But do you think that could become a thing? Or should it become
1: a thing? Few, few different ideas kind of came into my head. One... If I'm if Uber has a walking system, it's an on-call thing because everybody's not gonna want to fucking walker with them. Yeah. Then you still are putting people at risk because anybody that's gonna sign up in my mind to be a fucking walker, you fucking are a creep. Yeah. You have too much fucking time on your hands to just be an on-call walker to be able to look at your phone, and then it's like at this point, if this was to become popular. What kind of information are you giving to people so they know what their walker looks like? Because now somebody could just come and kidnap me.
0: Uh, Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking about, too.
1: It... it, No. (laughs) It just... no, the yeah. type of people that would be signing up To be fucking Uber walker Nine times out of ten gotta be creep, on some creep type shit Then me as a person who needs a walker Like now I'm waiting around for a stranger I might as well just stay on the phone with my friend Because if I'm, if I, if I'm gonna get got By somebody that's trying to kidnap me Or if I get in an Uber and they try to drive off A walker is no fucking help to me anyway Because a walker either gonna get my ass Or gonna take me to the car that's gonna get my ass I have more chance of making it out With somebody <laughs> on the phone with me
0: I mean, what the walker got the thing? On I know them, the person on the phone. You. I don't
1: need to. That'll make sense.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, according to them, it was a joke. So, yeah, I don't,
1: yeah, know, I don't but... see how that could play out in real life.
0: Yeah, I don't either. But, I mean, I saw the rate they was charging niggas, though. $20 or some change. Cause I think the $750 was like a discount. Well, They're charging like $20, 25 So, mm. I don't know. Like you said, I don't see how they can implement that for real. That's a safety issue. Right. We already have enough issues with Uber as it is. For drivers and passengers. Right. Speaking from experience. But um yeah. So before we dip up out of here, you have anything else you want to rap about or something that's No, this your show, of? big
1: dog. I, I just came to parlay. Good
0: God. <laughs> I just
1: came to parlay and sprinkle my furry dust around. That's that uh, I mean, I can leave with some good uh Inspirational gems for 2020. That'd be
0: appreciated.
1: Because I would love to look back at this interview at the end of the year. Actually, everything I'm speaking into the universe right now, I'd be like, I did that shit. So we jumping off the porch all fucking 2020. Tell them. You got risk you want to take? if it's a fucking stranger that you got a DM to fucking get your ideas out, to try to partnership and get some shit out, don't be scared to just like really jump off the porch for the shit you trying to pursue. Don't expect nobody to call you. Shit's going to go wrong. Work through that shit, push through that shit. Um, When it comes to love and relationships, walk in love, uh, be willing to meet people where they are, uh, fuck rules, fuck traditional society, create your own, move off your heart, move off the right shit. Just like really just really tap in. Like, be aware what the fuck is going on around you. Be aware of energy. Be aware of uh, you outgrowing relationships. Anything that don't serve you no more, don't fucking be with that shit. Like, be willing to be selfish enough to put yourself first and walk away. And I just feel like we don't... we, We... I just wanna see people just walk in the type of love that, that we need. And I mean like love from like it's it's three different types of love, you know, love of mm-hmm. your family, platonic, being in love, all that different type of shit. Like, just be a real nigga. All 2020, and just that's my goal. Like, really jump off the fucking porch and take those risks, man.
0: Nah, I'm with you on that. Take
1: them risks because the people who, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. And risk within reason. But like I say, you're intentional about what you want. You putting in your 10,000 hours. Don't be scared because the universe is going to reward you and the universe is going to meet you halfway. Oh,
0: nah, that's real. Nah, I'm with you on that. Because like, my thing is, <clears throat> before I get out of here, I ain't going to rap too much more. But um, I always try to take calculated risks with shit. With people I'm dealing you with. You can't. You can't. No, tell me why oh, I can't.
1: Okay, continue. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're Dr. fine. Dr. Murr didn't want to tell. I spoke too soon. No, you didn't. No, finish it's fine. Your, I was no, just saying,
0: I take calculator risk sometimes because it's like- comes what? When it comes to what? Because
1: I was saying I didn't let you finish.
0: Oh, but based on when it comes to like, uh, I guess stepping out on, like doing stuff that challenges me, like uh, how can I give an example of this? Hmm I would say even podcasts Is kind of like a calculated risk To a degree I mean granted Some people might listen Some people might not listen At the end of the day They can give me some sponsorships I can find some other kind of way To monetize the shit Right So I'm talking about taking calculated <laughs> risk Not risk that you know Is like It's not gonna really help in the long run or it's not really gonna
1: That's why I said run. To a certain extent Because okay. even calculated Uh huh There's always that unknown factor in anything. Hmm. So this is where you have to trust your intuitive nature. And you have to say, listen, I know I've been doing the work towards this thing. Um... I've been intentional about what I want and now I'm simply going to go get it. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to I'm gonna make every single, I'm going to make 100% of the, jumps, the sh- jump shots I take from the field but the more shots I take from the field, the likelier the chance I'm going to make it. Right. So, I'm I saying like, saying. it's calculated to an extent but you still have to like trust your gut and trust your intuitive nature a little no, more real. than just saying one plus one is two. Life don't really work like that. Oprah has a podcast called like the Master Class or whatever the case Listen is and yet people People who on there, when they achieve this wild success, it's always like unfathomable, unfathomable. It's close enough. Labels. And he'd be like, what the fuck, where was that? <laughs> um, it would just be, you can't imagine it. Yeah. And it's because people are willing to take those risks uh, to show up for or to fail for what it is that they love.
0: Nah, you're right. Nah, I appreciate that. I need some talk like that. So just take I risk. Period. Time. Yeah, oh. take
1: risk, man. Jump off the porch.
0: For sure. So you want to plug anything before we dip? Kind of got uh, a lot of parties going on. Mini skirt, Mert,
1: uh, on all platforms, Twitter. Mini skirt, the way it sounds, M I N I S K I R T, Mert N Y R T, um, Sprinkles uh, E N T uh, underscore is my production company. Um bosses only is a short film that i exactly produced it'll be out next month with Davey ruffin a few other people shout out to trap jesus shout out to lance um Size world Sice lance um anything else uh nah, just all content queen all 2020 yeah sure.
0: i'm gonna put everything in the description thanks so. oh you're welcome it's friends of four so you already know you can find me at uh, Thoughts Pending with no G on Twitter, Thoughts Pending Pod on Instagram. If you want to get to my personal, it's a shot Solo on Instagram, Shadow Solo on Twitter. And uh, what else can we talk about? Oh, before I leave, let me not forget. Let me give a shout out to Walt. Uh, I was on the latest episode of um, Tequila Talk. That was a great conversation. If y'all haven't listened to it already, please check that joint out. And I was also on my man's, uh, shit, what's this joint called? Copycat TV? Um, on instagram so basically he was asking like us to like pick out different cards things of that nature and tell 10 different stories to the point we get like enough points so anyways i'm trying to find my man's like instagram so that way i can shout him out y'all can check the joint out because it's all on youtube and all of that uh and it is called here it is copy cap uh tiv so c-o-p-y-c-a-p-t-i-v go on that instagram check it out uh, also, it's on YouTube as well. Um, anyways, that's all our time. Till the next time. Thank we you. Out. Oh, thank you for coming. I appreciate thank you, Thank you for having me. Hey, we got to do this again sometime.
1: Facts. Bet that. All yep. right, bet that.
0: We out.